Spirit. Amen. Please be seated, dear friends. And I raise my hand. The response to my song is Masiti. Let me hear you say that. Masiti. Masiti. Ah, very good, very good. So again, trust yourself. It's okay. We do all this with intention. We sing, we stand up, we sit down. This is more than just pious Pilates. This is to get the food, the body going. Right? I like well done, chapel. Well done. Well done. It is good to be here. Thank you. And if you can't hear me outside, put your hand up so that I can slow down because, like the Beatles song, you get carried away. Father Mackenzie, writing a sermon that no one will hear. Thank you for coming near, though. Thank you for being here. Thank you for praying with me as we bite into Scripture. Oh, nothing like a dysfunctional family to remind me that I'm not special. Although, I think I'm as unique as I am, right? I'm, I'm just saying. Tell the truth and shame the devil. We've been journeying in Genesis. We've been journeying with Esau and Jacob. Since they were in the womb, these brothers have been fighting. How wonderful that even though they were on a path, especially Jacob, of deception, of lies, of manipulation, God is not done with them. And how wonderful in Genesis that we read the role of women the matriarchs in the journey of the people of Israel. That's what jumps out to me. That even amidst the lies, amidst the deception, because I know it doesn't happen in your family, right? <laughs> I'm sure you don't have the tensions of, of sibling rivalry or somebody who thinks they oh, I got an A++. <laughs> you know? What, my sibling, how, why are you giving them the time of day? So how wonderful. That even amidst the brokenness, the places where we think you, you won't find God, the places where you think uh, because I've, 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 I've been so uh, wronged by someone, the places that you think God might not show up, how wonderful that those become the very places where God shows up. Even to a liar like Jacob, even to a, 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 a person like Esau, and, if, and, and I love Torah, because I did Biblical Hebrew at Virginia Seminary, and if we zoom out, oh, sitting with the rabbis, the rabbis do this wonderful argument of Midrash, and the insight the rabbis give to Esau, Jacob, two approaches to the spiritual life. Esau, the hunter, the strong one. If I bold it with enough passion, right, it's going to be strong and bold. What happens when you lose the passion? All comes crumbling down sometimes, right? like building something on shifting sand. What an invitation from Jacob. What an invitation from Jesus of Nazareth in Matthew's Gospel, friends. It takes time. Where in your life, where in my life, are there seeds of potential that you haven't maybe given the time of day or you have become impatient with? Where in your life is there some pain that you think 
God can't use as a healing balm in the world. For me, that's the invitation I hear. Again, this is just my perspective. I get to stand here in the front because it's convenient so you can hear me. But we're fighting in this together. We're taking this journey together. I am struck at our Matthew's Gospel, how Jesus is talking to the disciples. And give me a break, come on. Have you understood this? Yes, yes, no. Really? Really, Peter? I don't know who's Jesus. I don't know who's Jesus. I don't know who's Jesus. Really, James and John, brothers of thunder? I'm the first one. No, I was here first. No, I'm more special. Mary, can you talk to Jesus, please? <laughs> How wonderful. What a question. Where in your life have you looked at something that you went, there? Uh, I don't have time for that seed. What potential does it have? Oh, where in my life, and I say this because where do I serve? It's in Mary's Episcopal Church in Laguna Beach in South Orange County. What did the scripture say? Pulled out a net and pulled up both types of fish, all kinds of fish, good and bad. I say that because I serve in South Orange County. <laughs> Not because there's bad people there, but because uh, I live in the real world. I live in the real housewives of Orange County. I know what judgment feels like. Oh, nothing like me driving up Pacific Coast Highway. Not that I'm, you know, because I'm a priest. I'm not supposed to judge, right? Ooh, is that what you think, friends? Uh-oh. Well, my confession, I don't always get it right. If you hear the first Sunday, you would have probably heard me in my own confession of, oh, judgment, oh, Lord, you know what, Lord? I'm on Pacific Coast Highway, Jesus. Uh, you see that McLaren 576 Super Sport? Oh, I just need one of those. And that way I can go make super quick baptisms. Or better yet, the Maferati that I just saw in Newport? Oh, I'll take one of those. Or better yet, oh, a Gulf Stream. G500, woo! 40,000 miles with a 4,000 mile range. I'll take a private jet, Lord, so, because you know some people need to save some souls. I'll go baptize, not that I'm making any judgments. <laughs> what judgments have we made and assumptions we've made of the seeds and the people in our lives that we dare not even see the potential that dwells within them? Better yet, better worse, the, ten the potential that dwells in our lives. What have we missed? Where are those moments that you've missed? And our elders, we need your wisdom. We need your insight. You've been on this journey. What can you share with some of us that you've seen? How wonderful that Jesus says, this seed, this mustard seed, this insignificant small seed becomes a shrub where even the birds make their home. What does it begin to look like when you take the brokenness, the pain in your heart and it becomes a healing balm in the neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your home? Who do I need to forgive in my life? Which Esau do I need to call up and say, you know, forgive me? Who in my life do I need to maybe even let go? Where in your life 
do you celebrate the potential? And where in your life do you have to accept that you don't always get it right or like that wonderful computer program? Because again, I'm a Gen Xer who grew up in Cape Town. The one last paradise left, although Grand Tetons is a good second. <laughs> Indian Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, woo! Right? And so I, I remember those Amstrad computers where I needed a floppy disk to start that and then that language of wheezy wing, what you see is what you get, right? Uh, is that always true? Because that's not what scripture reminds me. Especially, the, uh, you've heard it said, love God, love neighbor, love yourself, right? And this is more than just self-aggrandizement. How are you stop, how do you and when do you stop comparing yourself? to the neighbor. For me, that's loving self. When do I stop being critical of myself? How could you have done that, Lester? I've heard it said that guilt is not feeling bad about something you did. Guilt is actually hating yourself. When did we make guilt a virtue? <laughs> Blessings to whoever's calling you. <laughs> Maybe, no, seriously, I mean a blessing to them. May we redeem, and that's why I believe God has called me to be a priest and wear these dramatic vestments <laughs> to redeem the kind of Christianity I've experienced in my life growing up in an apartheid South Africa. Again, I grew up, oh, I grew up with some of my heroes, the giants in Southern Africa and the mothers. That song that we sang, the, the songs of hope. What does your song, your seed, your song of hope sound like when you are stuck on Broadway in traffic, when you are stuck on Snow King Avenue, impatient? Uh, maybe that's just me. <laughs> this week. <laughs> Sorry that I bought the traffic from the 405 in Southern California here. Yeah. The orange crush! <laughs> Wherever you're listening from, what seeds do you need to see afresh? Young people, young at heart, what is meaning for you? Remember, religion is supposed to be the container where spirituality blooms and beautifies. To see afresh, to see new. That's the gift, that's what, that, that's what Jesus reminds me at least, when Jesus says to the disciples, see, the mustard seed, how wonderful that Jesus reminds me that Jesus sees me. Not who I was, not who I should be or who I could be, but the very me here now. How do you, how do we look at our relationships with those whom we know? And especially if you, if you are in any kind of relationship, who do you see? The person actually in front of you? The actual person? Or do you see a projection, an image of somebody they were? Maybe they hurt you in the past. An image of somebody they could be? Oh, if only you would! If only you could! Or do you see the actual person in front of you? For me, those are steps towards a place of healing and living. That's the spiritual life. The spiritual life it's true freedom. That's why we have a liturgy. There's a piece where we say, peace be with you, right? Every Sunday. What I like about that is because there will be a moment in your life, I believe, when you are confronted with somebody that just makes you incredibly cranky. <laughs> and I have to say, and how wonderful that my automatic response becomes peace. 
be with you. That's why I admire Jesus of Nazareth. He was so free, he didn't have to think about it. In the Garden of Gethsemane, there was such deep fidelity to God that my Lord didn't have to think about it. He knew the path. What does that look like for you when you almost don't have to think about it? You just truly live. You've heard me say this, uh, my time in July, and if, uh, thank you for your patience with me if I'm being repetitive, but, but, but that for me is, is pushing back on that 3 a.m. mind, that 2 a.m. mind, that morning mind that wakes me up and says, you need to work harder. You're not working hard enough. Look at how much your neighbor's stock went up. How could you have made that bad investment? You should have bought Tesla a long time ago. <laughs> We live in the real world, and I thank you for your patience as I move down so I make sure our neighbors outside can hear me. What seeds that almost seem insignificant in your life needs to be nurtured afresh, needs the watering gift of prayer. That's what it means to pray, to pray mind and heart. And how wonderful for the book of nature, the book of science, Today tells us, apparently the specialists tell us, that the heart they're discovering has 40,000 neurons, like a brain, like a mini brain. What? 40,000 neurons of the heart? I am not making this up. Again, I love quantum mechanics and biology and physics and reality because we live in an expanding universe. And not only 40,000 neurons, but, but you have an electromagnetic field three, foot with that, three feet beyond you singing in Chapel of the Transfiguration together, praying together, having joy together. Apparently, the specialists suggest that that joy, that gratitude, that love creates a very certain rhythm of the heart. Oh! You feel that? Did you feel that? I'm not kidding, did you feel that? You don't know the words, you don't know what I'm singing, but it feels different, right? It stirs you just a little bit. Oh, what does that look like when you do that in your own words, when you leave this place tomorrow, this week, on your journey? God needs you to, to be an agent in this. I'm almost finished, I promise. God needs you to be part of this journey. God needs you to act with God. To dare to be the human family. To dare to be the hope. Like that wonderful priest who, who was serving in Jackson, who after retirement said, you know, I served those wonderful people of Jackson at 6,000 feet. For 35 years, I deserve the lottery. <laughs> okay. Two months later, nothing. Okay. Goes back to prayer. Come on, Lord. I've given 36 years, 36 seasons of my life. It's time for that lottery. Nothing. 
Okay. Four months later, praying again. Need that lottery, Lord God, finally responds, could you get over yourself and buy a bloody ticket, please? <laughs> You've got to be involved. You've got to be part of the process. You've got to be agency. Like, no, don't, don't be like the rap, don't, don't be like the, the, the Episcopal vicar from sub-Saharan Africa with a big long beard that's on fire standing on a hose and the neighbor says, your beard is on fire. He says, I know, can't you see I'm praying for rain? <laughs> How are you being an agent of love in a world of love, in a world that needs love? I don't say this lightly. This is more than just a hallmark card. I've looked this. I lived it under an apartheid South Africa, a system of violence, a system of hatred. And I have visited places of violence. Oh, nothing more powerful than putting my hands in the ovens when I walked through Auschwitz in 2018. Nothing like driving 33,000 miles around this country, visiting places of violence. We, oh, we can really hurt one another really badly. And breaks my heart. But that's why we need one another. We need to be reminded what we are made for. We need to celebrate that by creation you are good. And so I challenge you. I challenge you, friends, because I challenge myself too. May the first seed that you celebrate is looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I am awesome. Let me hear it. I am awesome. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I am awesome. You are a carbon-based life form living in an expanding universe that's 13.5 billion years old. You are amazing. You are literally stardust. It's the only place you can find stable carbon in an exploding star. Just saying, I'm not making it up. <laughs> And there are some Anglican priests like John Pokemon who are also quantum physicists. So this is not a joke. This is wonderful. We don't celebrate that enough, right? Oh, may we celebrate it this day. Even for a moment. Whatever baggage you're carrying, just put it down. You can pick it up when you leave the chapel. It's really okay. I promise you I'm almost done. Gonna <laughs> celebrate this now, whatever you're carrying, whatever seed you have, may this most divine supper in the shadow of these Tetons stir you so much so that when you leave here, the joy of the Lord will shine through your life like a stained glass window. Why? Because that's the new commandment. By this shall all know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another, by this shall all know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another, to that friend, we'll always say, Amen.